Hello and welcome to Tea and Tattle, a podcast where we hold candid conversations on creativity, books, well-being and everything in between. I'm your host Miranda Mills and today I'm joined by the social media photographer and author Siobhan Ferguson to discuss her recently released book Pretty City London, Discovering London's Beautiful Places. If you love London, then you've likely already discovered Siobhan's gorgeous Instagram account, Pretty City London, which features images that capture London's beautiful and romantic side. Siobhan is the curator and founder of three incredibly popular Instagram accounts. Besides Pretty City London, there's the Pretty Cities, and also Chavez, her personal account that only features Siobhan's own photography. I've loved Siobhan's work for many years and I so admire her impeccable eye for capturing London at its very best. I was absolutely delighted to get my hands on Siobhan's book, which is a fantastic guide to London's most charming places, as well as providing brilliant photography inspiration. It was such a treat to chat to Siobhan and find out more about how she got started on her Instagram journey and the inspiration behind her book. This is the perfect episode for anyone who loves London or is keen to get some tips on photographing cities. Let's get started with the show. Hello Siobhan, thank you so much for being on Tea and Tattle podcast today. Hi Miranda, thank you for having me, I'm delighted to be on. Well, I've been following your stunning Instagram account, Pretty City London, for many years now. And I was so excited to get my copy of your beautiful book, Pretty City London, Discovering London's Beautiful Places, which is just so gorgeous. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased that you like it because I was quite nervous that um, obviously I've known that there's been a love for the Instagram feed for some time and I was just afraid that I wouldn't do it justice in print. You know, it's quite it was quite a, a different project to take it to print and sort of get across the message that I've tried to to get across on the Instagram feed. So I'm so pleased that the reaction has been fantastic since it launched. So it's amazing. So thank you very much. Oh, no, I can see why everyone is loving it. And it's just the perfect compliment to your Instagram feed. Um, So yeah, many congratulations. It really is such an achievement. But before we talk about the book more, would you mind just telling me about your own London story? How did you first end up moving to London? And was it love at first sight when you got here? Um, yeah, thank you. I, I moved in 99 for, um, 1999 for, for work. And yeah, it definitely was love at first sight. I was young, free, single and working in the centre of London as a banker. And I just loved it. But I think back then, I definitely when I think back to how I uh, the things I loved, they were 
more the, you know, the cultural sites, the urban side to London, the busy, hectic, you know, I just loved it. And um, I left in 2004 um, to get married. I married an Irish guy and we moved back to Ireland and had our first two children there. And then an opportunity came in um, six years later to move back. And it was then I came back with my two young children and decided to take a little break from my banking job to just get us settled. It was my older, my boys were two and three. So it was a real important time to get us settled here for schools. And I guess I just about eight months into that process decided I was missing the London that I knew and loved when I was working here the years before. Um, so I just started heading back um, to some of my favorite areas. Before I left London the first time around, I was living in Notting Hill and just absolutely adored that area for obvious reasons. And when my second boy started nursery, I just had this real urge to go back there by myself um, during the day. And I'll never forget that first day that I hopped off the bus and ran down, I literally ran down uh, Portobello Road. And I, you know, I wasn't working, so I didn't have the same disposable income I had the first time around. So I was like, okay, how can I enjoy this without having, you know, lots of money? And I think that's, that's where it all began for me. I started taking photographs of things that were catching my eye and I couldn't believe the things I was seeing that I hadn't actually noticed before um, when I was living there and you know just getting on with my working life but I started to share the little pictures I was taking on Facebook and I was getting a couple of sympathy likes from friends going (laughs) okay (laughs) that's fine you know she's, she's taking pictures of like signs and little things and they were you know okay um but one of my my friends kindly recommended um I mean this was back in 2010 um 2011 and Instagram had just launched and um one of my friends school moms said have you heard of Instagram you should share these images on there so that's that's what I did I uh joined Instagram and started playing around with it and sharing some of these images of London, of Notting Hill, of, um, you know, things that were catching my eye and people started to like it. And it sort of drove me, you know, the more likes I was getting, the more um, confidence I was getting and the more I wanted to explore London and to explore a side of London that I didn't see and know before. And that was definitely the the local side. Um, So I guess that's where it all began. Yeah, well, I think it's wonderful how you started your Instagram journey in that way, just exploring your own real love for the city. And that's something I really love about your account is it showcases London's romantic side and it goes off the beaten track from just the sort of major tourist sites. And you really have opened so many people's eyes, I think, to this really beautiful side to London but did you ever imagine that your Instagram accounts now would end up where they are? Um, You know I've asked this question recently and yes and no I mean I think I was so driven and so very passionate about showing this side of London because I'm a hoarder of coffee table books I have 
every single, I always have had every single guidebook that there, well, not every single one, but a lot of guidebooks on London. And when I started this process, I was like, oh my God, you know, there's obviously the, the London, I'm not saying that the, the busy and the cultural side and the real touristy icons are not amazing because they absolutely are. And, and every time I see them, I go, oh my God, you know, they're just so beautiful. But I was surprised that the, the local side and those village-like enclaves that I champion weren't in, I mean, at the time there wasn't, there's a lovely book now, it's called Lond- Exploring London's Villages or something like that. And that is, mm-hmm. that was the first book of, that I had seen, but that still wasn't, um, it didn't show this beautiful side and this pretty side that's there. And and I was really keen that, um, you know, I, was, I really struggled initially to come up with a name that I wanted to give this whole thing that I was trying to show because I was afraid that it would, pretty would me, you know, I don't know, it just, I was afraid that it would sound like soulless because it's not just about the aesthetic for me. Obviously, um, a lot of the villages and the places I like to photograph, they are so unbelievably pretty, but it's the, it's the, the character and the vibe of that area that really gets me going and and I I love visiting time and time again you know for that reason it's just walking around and chatting um to the people in the shops and you know it's it's just fabulous so it's that so it's all about that it's that I wanted to that message I wanted to get across yes and so then did you start the pretty city london account sort of separately with with that project in mind yeah i think um so i had uh so i now have three boys and i think you know when i talk about um my my journey beginning with instagram and it kind of i was playing around with it and i was heading out and taking photos and then i thought i might like to you know take a professional photography course because i was sort of falling in love with photography um and mm. i worked with a um a local photographer he was you know a portrait photographer and I was toying with that but it was never really getting me it was the thing that I was loving was the was the London side of it so exploring London and getting out there but also at the same time I was seeing that there were some community hubs starting and I loved being part of those community hubs and mm-hmm. um you know they might have been things like um nothing is ordinary that was definitely one that I was part of years ago and loved that it was like uh, the idea that there was a community so you were getting to know people you know albeit online but you were you know I, I think I was missing that part of my working life as well was just to actually like speaking with like-minded people on a daily basis so Um, I think that was, I mean, I know that was definitely why I started the hub. So it was to sort of embrace the community side that's so strong on Instagram. And also, um, because I'm a mom with very little time, I was finding, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, you, that's great. I love what you're doing, but you're always in Notting Hill. And I was trying to explain, well, that's because that's logistically as far as I can go on my day. Um, but I really (laughs) wanted to show a, a, a greater, bigger side of London so um it was it made sense then to ask people if I could repost their images to show the big picture so that it's kind of a combination of things and around that time I visited Paris with my husband and um I lived in Paris as a student years ago and I um would always associate Paris with being one of the prettiest cities I've ever ever seen or visited or you know um so I was then I, I suddenly thought well you know I know London has so many of these qualities you know 
it's a blossom, the beautiful cafes, the vibe, the genteel side. So I, I just wanted to get that across. So it was a company. It was definitely a combination of things that um, inspired me to, to start it. Yes. Well, and I mean, now that Pretty City London hashtag and account is absolutely huge. I mean, with hundreds of thousands of followers and oh. posts, which is amazing. And you've gone on to not only manage your personal account too, but the Pretty Cities account yes. as well, which is oh so beautiful. Yes. Well, um, the, the creation of that is definitely down to one of my really good friends, Jessica Bride, um, Bella Nay. I can always remember, you know, my, my third child was maybe just like a toddler. I was hanging, he had him on, I had him on my, um, on my hip and I was making dinner for my other boys. And she's like, you have to create the pretty cities. You know, it's, just there's too many beautiful cities out there you have to do you have to do create the hashtag you know create the account (laughs) and we'll do it after (laughs) and I was like okay 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 I'll do it and um yeah we kind of I started there and um immediately it's it again it was fantastic at how quickly people started to like it I I do wish I had more time to concentrate and I am very sensitive to the fact that there are certain cities that I I showcase more um but so I I do definitely next year a plan would be to sit down and actually plan it a little better so that I do diversify you know that it's not always Paris and New York and London it's there are, there are more cities to showcase so so but I am very pleased that people still hang in there and still follow the account Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I know you posted a really beautiful one from Russia just the other day, um, which was really stunning. But I don't know how you manage all of your accounts. I'm just so impressed (laughs) by how you keep up. I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) I just think it's drawn. But I mean, I do have a husband in the background rolling eyes, you know, often when he sees me um, making dinner and doing a flat lay at the same time. But I think it's just pure passion and um, drive and just fun and loving it, loving the whole thing that kind of keeps it going. So along, hopefully it'll still, I still wake up every morning going, phew, they're still there. They're still all following. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think your passion is just what comes through so much and is what makes so many people want want to engage with your content and I'm just so happy that you've taken some of that passion and put it into book form because your book is just such a wonderful love letter to London I mean I've lived in London for over 12 years now but I'm learning so much from your book still um, which I think is really wonderful so what inspired you to write the Pretty City London book how did you start thinking that maybe there was a a book there to write yeah well thankfully um a publisher approached me around January last year uh, with the idea of moving or putting some of the images that are shared on Pretty City into a printed form and um, initially it was just literally going to be that you know just some images printed and I you know I said oh well I've always because the truth as I said I, I love coffee table books I've always had in the back of my head a structure in my head as to what I would love to to do but I you know if nobody if 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 she hadn't approached me, I, I don't think it would ever have happened. I never would have had the time to sit down and actually put together this. So it was very easy for me. I wanted to, I could see that there were neighborhoods that were pretty and that, that needed to be explored and off the beaten track. And also there are neighborhoods 
like Covent Gardens in there and that's obviously a, a, you know known to be quite a tourist spot but mm. it, I still feel it's I was surprised to hear how many residents actually live there so I think I get that feel from it that it has a a, a community spirit going through it and also you know if you if you're lucky to go there on the quiet times you can you know see it see a fantastic side to it but um so yeah sorry I've gone off on a tangent now about Covent Garden but I um yeah I think I could quickly go back to the the editor and publisher and say these are this is my idea and this is the structure I think would work and as you can see there's some Instagram tips in there and uh, there's also a contribution if if I had more time I think what I would have liked to have done is have more of a contribution by from the community i guess that's the one thing that i i have a little regret about is that it, there are more most of the images are by me and not by the by the people that tag all the time no but i mean you, you have such gorgeous images they are a real treat to look at and I love that the book is so much about community too, not only the people who take part in the Pretty City hashtag, but it's about showcasing and really enjoying London's little communities as well. As you say, there's a real focus on the villages like Notting Hill and Hampstead and Barnes that make up London and a part of what makes London so special and you really show that community vibe like it's so much more than just a coffee table book because it's the photographs are lovely but it's not just about the photographs there are so many great tips on how to explore and make the most of all of these lovely little neighborhoods in London which is what I think is so special about the book. Oh, thank you. I guess I come from a tiny village in the west of Ireland. <laughs> now, I haven't lived there for years and years and years, but I think um, I was, um, I myself was quite surprised living here in London that there are those village like enclaves exist. So I think, um, and, you know, also I love interiors and lifestyle aside from photography. So I love going into these shops and these boutiques and, seeing what, you know, chatting to the owners and seeing why they choose the product they use and things like that. So I think that's, it's just the, the, the side of London that I love. I wanted to, you know, get that down and across and um, hopefully other people can enjoy it too. And I'm always very conscious when I go into these shops that as a result, I, I end up, I, I have to have a rucksack when I go around these village like places where I, because I end up, I feel I have to buy in every shop I go into because, <laughs> If I don't, they, there's a fear that they may not survive. Um, <laughs> so I am aware that it's no lie. Um, you know, I always end up coming out with something. I'd never have, you know, and I sometimes I chat to the owners and they say what I say, what I do, you know, they sort of look at me saying, oh, how disappointing some people can be when they come in to photograph their shops and, you know, they move things around, treat it like a museum and then walk out and have that feeling like you're privileged that I've taken a photo. So I'm always really, I don't want to do that you know obviously I'm aware that I can share an image from a shop and people can see it and it can drive people there but um I really don't want that you know I never post anything I try and make sure I know know the story behind the shop when I post even if it's somebody else's some somebody else's photograph that I'm posting on Pretty City London Well, I think that's such a great point to make as well, because, I mean, sometimes it can make you feel really conspicuous when Mm. you go into a shop or or you want to take a photo of someone's home. Um, So I wanted to ask you a bit about that. What would your advice be for taking photos 
in a respectful and discreet way. Um, yeah, that, that is something that over the years I've sort of, I mean, I, I just think the, that my personality would be, I would never, I would feel like, you know, so bad if, if I was A, trespassing to get a good photo. And, and sometimes I could see a beautiful image and it's very clear that somebody has gone in through the gates of that house and sat on the, the steps and there's no way I'll repost that because I just think that's, you know, that's just not, not I don't, I don't like that. Or I don't condone that sort of behavior. So, and I, I feel like, you know, when I walk around Notting Hill with a lot of the tourists and we're taking photos of, you know, it doesn't feel so bad, but if I'm in the smaller neighborhoods, then mm. I definitely try and be discreet about taking a photograph and do sometimes worry that I'm, maybe doing the wrong thing by by taking the photograph but usually um I have often over the years chatted to the owners or owners have come across their house on Instagram and said that's my house I'm so glad that you appreciate it you know you love the color of the door and I'm just really pleased that that the feedback thankfully has always been I've never had you know somebody go how dare you share a photo (laughs) of my house you know so thankfully it's always worked out but it is it is it is a gray area I guess definitely Yeah, when I think it's so important, like you say, when you are going into a shop or something like that, that you do take the time as well to really find out about the shop and buy something. And I mean, I always try and ask if it's okay to take photos too. Yes, definitely. Um, Me too. And it's surprising, isn't it, how many people say, thank you for asking, you know, because obviously... Yeah, not everybody does. No, exactly. Um, But I think in the book as well, you make the point that an iPhone is so handy because it also is quite a discreet way to take a photo. I mean, it can make people feel a bit uncomfortable, I think, if you've got this gigantic camera outside their house (laughs) sometime. Um, And you give some really great photography tips for using an iPhone and making the most of an iPhone in your book, which is fantastic. Do you mainly use iPhone then when taking Um, photographs? Yes, I do 100 100 percent iphone on my instagram Mm. feed and um for the book i don't know why but i felt that i had to get i do have i in in my um photography journey i did buy a very expensive camera and to my husband's um regret i don't ever really use it but for the for the print project so to do the book i felt that oh, I should probably be getting really good images. And I found that I was going out and exactly as you say, taking out this big camera, standing on the streets and people, you know, ducking and diving past me. And I was thinking, oh no, it's you, it's the vibe. I want to get you in the shot, you know, or not, you know, nothing up close or anything, but just the feeling of of London. I mean, London is not by, you know, it's a busy place. So you really don't want it to look like deserted. Um, So, and I think if you, when I look at some of the pictures, particularly around Chelsea, I do feel like, oh my God, there's nobody around in these images. That's why the iPhone is so special because it's so easy and discreet. And it's something that a lot of, it's amazing how many people that, uh, you know, that I, you know, how many images I repost on um, Pretty City London. And a lot of them are iPhone too, you know, so it is, it is, it's fantastic. Oh, that is amazing. And yes, I mean, you have an incredible eye for spotting amazing photos. I mean, you take beautiful photos, but you also can choose such beautiful images to feature on your account. How do you do that? Or what do you really look for when you're sort of going through Instagram? And 
what makes you stop and really notice an image and think, oh, yes, that would be good on, on the Pretty City London account? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I always, I'm lucky because I'm out and about uh, in London all the time. Um, I do know when I step away and I go back to my holiday home in Ireland, I, f- I feel like I'm not on top of it as much when I'm sharing the photo. So I think when I'm there, I kind of know, I know A, what the weather is like, um, so, mm. which is very important because it's so changeable in London. And I feel <laughs> like, you know, if it's a rainy day, then people would connect with a rainy shop because they're feeling that. And um, so I would, I definitely think I try and subconsciously share something, you know, it's like today, I don't, I don't know, Miranda, what the weather's like where you are, but it's so awful. It's like a winter's day. So there's no way I'll be sharing. Here. <laughs> I'll be. Sh- I, I haven't. Re- I haven't posted um, yet today, but I think I'll be looking for something. So a nice, pretty, rainy shot, <laughs> um, and yeah, and just I. I try and change. I th- the, the theme stays the same, you know, it's the pretty side, but I don't try and um, I definitely think that it would be easy, for example, when Magnolia pops, it would be easy to post Magnolia, Magnolia, Magnolia shot after mm. one, and you know, one after the other. But I think it, people would get bored. So I try and, you know, do definitely try and do some the odd um, weave some Magnolia shots through the feed, but also change the theme slightly so that you're getting more of a general feel for what's going on here in London. And um, I think in the pretty cities, it's a little more difficult because I'm not, you know, I mean, not in all of these cities, but what I'm trying to do there is I can definitely feel the people that are tagging to the account. Most of them have a similar eye to what I have and they, they look for the same sort of things in, in their cities. So that makes it easy. So it's it's fantastic. It's, it's The job is, is very easy for me because the images tagged are so stunning. But I guess what I'm trying to do, um, curate the feed, I am trying to keep, uh, there's definitely a colour palette that I look for, like it to be something soft and romantic um yeah so I think subconsciously I'm doing all that but I don't do a lot of planning it's very instantaneous definitely well it makes up such a beautiful feed and I really admire I really admire the way that you do feature such a variety of images even if they are all you know beautiful and romantic you really don't overdo the Instagram cliches like you say there isn't just a magnolia after magnolia after magnolia you do get that nice variety in there do you sort of purposely try to avoid those instagram cliches or do you enjoy embracing them when the time feels right Oh, I definitely feel, I definitely like to embrace them because I think of somebody coming to London for the first time um, or looking at the feed for the first time. And, you know, uh, I think of the first time I I noticed a magnolia tree myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to like definitely don't want to I mean and they are so they're what makes this such a pretty city um a lot of the cliches so I definitely try and do that but I do try and give the audience a break you know like try and um I know myself I love minimalist um type of accounts but if I did that with London it just wouldn't look real because it's so busy and vibrant and colorful Mm. and but I still try and give the eye a breather that it's like after a magnolia tree, you have something to soften or after a uh, flat lay, you've got a like streetscape. But I definitely love to embrace the cliches. And I, I do 
actually always when I see somebody apologize for posting a picture of you know a beautiful picture of Peggy Portion I'm like oh don't apologize it's gorgeous the world needs to see it you know um well that's that's a lovely philosophy to have and yes it's interesting that you think of those people who are coming to London for the first time and you know maybe these images aren't a cliche to them and I wondered when you were writing your book, who did you really sort of have in mind as the reader for it? I mean, did you think of um, tourists who were coming to London or did you think of London Instagrammers who wanted some of your tips? Who did you really write the book for? Yeah, I think I I had, um, well, first of all, you know, I am a, I'm an Instagrammer myself. And when I travel to other cities, you know, say for thralling through Instagram feeds, it's quite difficult to plan your journey and you want to see, you want to seek out the nice places. I definitely wanted a guide for, for Instagrammers to coming to London that they could quickly say, well, I can head here. These logistically are close by each other. But also um, I'd love it to be enjoyed by people that aren't even in London you know that can have a coffee table book and you know sit down with a cup of tea and browse through the beautiful images and also it's quite Instagram heavy because that's how I see London but it I wanted people that aren't necessarily on Instagram to enjoy it as well oh yes well I think definitely both Instagrammers and non-Instagrammers will love it was there a favorite part of the book that you wrote um, I think I, I love doing the through the seasons because that's something that London, for me, I, you know, it's this, we really do have, and it's when you leave it and travel to elsewhere that you see that London really has clearly defined seasons. You know, you have in spring, you have obviously the blossom trees and the wisteria. Um, summer is beautiful with the, the window boxes everywhere and the, the gorgeous summer vibe we have in London and autumn is beautiful and Christmas and I definitely wanted to get that across and I really enjoyed showing that off and also the itinerary section where you have a bucket list of how you can plan your own pretty city London experience I really enjoyed doing that and I actually would love to revisit that again and actually add more stuff that I think I've left out there. Oh, that would be fantastic. Because yeah, I absolutely loved both those sections of the book too. And I would love to get more of your tips for the Pretty City London experience and fun things to do. But you always feature many beautiful cafes in your account. Could you share a couple of your very favourites? Yeah, I, I, um, there are so many and each neighborhood has somewhere different to, to explore. And I, I tried to make, like, make sure I included, um, a, a nice cafe in every section but I think my very favorite is Peggy Portions and I know it's such a, it's really popular now on um on Instagram but I think it would be such a shame for somebody to come to London and not actually experience it for themselves and I do remember um I do remember sitting it in it um back in 2011 by myself and going oh my god this is amazing and if I'm going to have calories I definitely want to have them here and um, um, also, I love, um, I have met and now I know Peggy quite well and uh, she's a fantastic person behind. So it's lovely to see that it's, you know, she really is there and very involved in the business all the time. So it's just, a, it's, a, it's a really, really special place to visit. Um, yes, I think that would be my number one favourite place. 
Oh, well, I love it there too. I mean, as you say, it's absolutely beautiful, but the cakes are also really tasty too. Yes, exactly. There's no point in having all those calories and they don't taste right, but they are delicious. Yes. No, exactly. Which is, yeah, so important. (laughs) But so finally, Siobhan, what's next for you? Are there any upcoming events or projects that you're working on that you're able to share today? Well, I am chatting to the editor about pitching for it, uh, another Pretty City book, you know, um, a different city. So that's very, very exciting. I really need to sit down and, you know, plan and think about that because obviously London is, is very easy to do because I'm here and, you know, I can get out and about it all the time. So yes. but that's something that I definitely would like to and I, I hopefully will be able to plan and put together in the next um, year or so. Um, and after that, I am just going to keep doing what I do and um, London is changing all the time so it's just hopefully sharing sharing that on the on the Instagram feed oh well I always enjoy following your beautiful feeds and I can't wait for another book I really do hope that works out because that would be fantastic but and I'm sure most tea and tattle listeners will know your fabulous Instagram accounts already but for anyone who does happen to be new to your work where can they keep up with you online I'm afraid it's only on Instagram at the moment I actually was um when the the editor approached me I was busy um uh building a website and with the idea of you know starting a blog not a blog but you know just a bit of um words behind you know some dialogue behind the images but Mm. I hope to go back to that but I I realize I just need to get somebody to do it for me because I'm never going to be at my desk long enough to to build (laughs) to build it so um yes I I have the domain name prettycitylondon.com and everything but I just need to yeah just to to, to build that now oh well that sounds fantastic I'll look forward to that in the future <laughs> but thank you so I said much. it now I better do it <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but thank you so much Siobhan for coming on Tea and Title today it's just been an absolute pleasure to chat with you and likewise thank you so much for having me thank you and that's it for this episode of Tea and Tattle. Thank you so much again to Siobhan for her brilliant interview. For the show notes, extra links and photos, check out the corresponding blog post at teaandtattlepodcast.com forward slash home forward slash 75. Do get in touch and tell me what you enjoyed most about this episode and whether you're keen to get Siobhan's beautiful book. You can contact me on Instagram at both Miranda's Notebook and Miranda's Bookcase or you can email me at teaandtattlepodcast at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a friend who you think would like it too or leave a review on iTunes. Great reviews really help other people to find the show. You can sign up to receive the Tea and Tattle newsletter and latest episodes at teaandtattlepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to tune in again this Friday for my regular mini Tea Reads episode with my co-host Sophie. And next Tuesday, Sophie and I are back with a full-length episode discussing our evening routines as a follow-up from our discussion on our favourite morning routines. Until then, keep well, be joyful and stay in touch.